Hello, everyone. I'm Pete. And I'm Tanya. This is What's the Dill? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And we are... We are back. Episode 16 of What's the Dill? Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, what are we talking about today, Pete? Well, how are you feeling, Tanya? You feeling oh. okay? You want to jump right into it? I mean, <laughs> you want to do a little small talk? You want to talk to the people? You just want to get through it right now? Are you feeling tired? I'm a little tired. <laughs> so you don't feel like really recording tonight, I guess? It's a Monday. It's a Monday and it's evening. Right. So we're getting a little uh, a little tired. You know, this is kind of the behind the scenes of our of our little podcast here. <laughs> We're tired and we still record. How brave are we? We're so brave. And we both still need a shower. (laughs) So we got a lot of things in our mind that aren't podcast related, but it's still why we do this. We push through. Well, it's fun. And every time I come into the closet and just talk to you, I end up loving it. (laughs) Same, same. Even when it's hard, it's still good. It's never a dread. That's kind uh, kind of relevant to what we're talking about today. So, Tanya, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Should we? Was that a good segue or no? <laughs> uh, we're talking about happiness in our life, what it means to us in our marriage, the difference maybe between happiness and joy, at least to us, what the difference means. Yeah. Happiness is such a funny uh, term in our society because, like, I think everyone's searching for happiness. We're searching for this way to be happy in our lives. We try to um, buy things to be happy. We try to buy experiences or experience things in our lives to be happy. Okay. Sorry, y'all. That was a little uh, air conditioning break of ours. Uh, Air conditioning went on. It was loud. So we're back now. We're back. It always happens. (laughs) I know. So where where were we? I remember. (laughs) What are we really searching for when we say happy? Do you have an answer, Tanya, to life's deepest meetings? <laughs> well, for me, I I have kind of been taught that it's not necessarily happiness that we're looking for. It's a deep joy and that there's a difference between those two words. Happiness can be like a very surface level. Fleeting. Yeah. And joy, the way I was taught, was like this deeper rooted Um, joy that comes even if it's like a hard day, even if it's a difficult situation that you're in. But at the root of your heart, there's deep joy. Um, Right. And like happiness is momentary feelings we have. Happiness is an emotion. It is a response to happenstance, contentment, good luck, good fortune. Um, It can be a reaction to uh, the good things in our life, like, you know, reading a good book, um, receiving a promotion. So our happiness, you know, happiness can be defined as a response to what's going on in our lives. So I think what you're saying, Tanya, is like, but what are we really searching for is, I guess, this attitude or this perspective of joy, which is even when life is really hard, it's still good. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And fleeting is such a good word for happiness. Thank you. (laughs) It can be very fleeting. Right. Fleeting. (laughs) Fleeting. Fleeing and fleeting. Fleeting. 
Yeah. And what, what do you mean by that? Well, it can be here one moment and gone the next. I looked up some quotes. Again, me and my oh, quotes. Oh, boy. And I looked up what uh, some psychologists said about happiness. And uh, it was similar to what we're saying, that it's an electrifying and elusive state of mind. Philosophers, psychologists, economists have been seeking to define what happiness is for thousands of years. Um, and again, there's moments of happiness but in our life, happiness is not just going to be coming from, oh, I'm rich and successful, or I am uh, have a perfect car, or I have status. Um, you know, happiness doesn't come from these things of like, oh, now I have a lot of money in my bank account. Now I can finally be happy. Well, the irony is I think we hear so many people that are wealthy, that have a lot of money, that have a lot of status come out and often say, like, I'm actually not happy. I've been miserable. Like for me, I think about being happy. And am I waiting to be happy until certain things are in my life? Am I waiting to be happy until I have the perfect job? Am I waiting to be happy until I have this perfect marriage. Now, I'm a lot happier with you in my life. I'll say that, you know, but am I waiting to be happy to have when I, once I have success, okay, then I can be happy. Oh, once I have a lot of money, then I can be happy. Am I just waiting? Are you? Are you? No, I don't think so. So I'm saying when I think about happiness, I think about these things. I'm like, wait a second. I can be happy right now in this moment, sharing a good life with good friends, good people around me in the simple things in life, sharing a dinner with good friends. That makes me very happy. And I need to give myself permission to be happy and not just be like, well, I can't be happy because it's not at the Ritz-Carlton. I don't even know what expensive restaurants are. <laughs> That's I, – I like hearing you say that because I think I do fall into a trap, that kind of trap. And I'm probably not the only one where I do tell myself – I'm hard on myself. Like I'm not allowed to be happy until this happens or the – the happiness in my life isn't going to start until X, Y, Z happens. And the maybe cheesy, but the very true, like, I get to choose to be happy in this moment, to live in joy in this moment. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, Tanya, is like, if we're not happy with the small things in our life and the small, simple pleasures in our life, we might not be happy with the amazing grand like excesses that this world and culture can offer. Is that what kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So, oh my so gosh. Fun. That was funny. Quite a dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying that, but I was also just saying for me, Tanya, personally, yeah. I tend to fall into the trap. I shouldn't allow myself to be happy until... XYZ happens in my life. And nobody ever told me that, I guess. Maybe society or maybe I just imposed it on myself. But I definitely fall into that trap. Yeah. And I think we try to encourage each other in our marriage to be like, hey, like, let's enjoy these times together. In our first year of marriage, we're like, okay, well, we don't have a house yet and we don't have this yet. We've made some conscious decisions to say, all right, let's enjoy these times and really, really be happy with them, you know? <laughs> and that doesn't mean that there aren't hard times. You know, I think there's, a, um, I've been noticing some uh, th some think 
around happiness or positivity. Um, there's kind of like two sides of the coin. I feel like there's the one side that's like, you know, everything's a mindset, grind, grind to happy, get what you want, go out and get it. Um, be positive, stop letting negative thoughts in your head. And there's like yeah. the other side that's like, well, things are bad in the world. So how could anyone be happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think obviously like most things, it's a mid- there's a middle ground mm-hmm. to this thought. And the way I try to tackle it is like, my perspective on life is that I'm grateful and I'm, and I have been blessed in my life. God has blessed me with so many good things. Um, so that makes me happy. I allow myself to have hard moments, to have sad moments, to have depressed moments, but I'm always trying to get back to being happy. Well, and that's admirable because for example, I'm like, I'm very melancholic. I just am. My personality just is melancholic. So it is much harder for me to choose happiness the way you do. And it's really admirable, I think, in our marriage. You just have been such a light to me to show me I have to, like, wallow all the time. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, and it's been practice. It's been hard work. It's not like I was, like, 14. Well, maybe I was just kind of a little more positive. But um, it's not saying that there aren't hard moments in my life or I don't have empathy for people that have um, a hard go about it in life. I do. I really do. Um, but I think about my perspective in life, like I'm trying to be on the more positive, happy side. Um, and what has influenced that, there's a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. You know that one? Nope. Uh-huh. Wait, did you read it? Yeah, I, I read it in college. Oh, okay. um, and it, this kind of was like the beginning of like my my happiness teachings. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and he was a... Uh, uh, like a very smart man who had degrees and he was in uh, the concentration camps during um, Nazi Germany. So he uh, was in these camps and people were obviously like depressed. This is like, you know, some of the saddest moments of like human history, these yeah. people in these concentration camps. Right. And he had this um, moment where the Nazis took everything from him and they were like psychologically telling these people in concentration camps, Hey, like we've taken everything from you. We own you. We own your mind. We take everything from you. And Viktor Frankl, after being through this concentration camp, kind of towards the end of the war was like, they want to be able to take everything from him, but they can't take his ability to choose. Right. Right. So he said for his meaning in his life, after he went through the hardest time he had friends, relatives murdered. He had his degrees burned his school that he went to and was teaching at burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, they've taken so much from me, but they haven't taken his ability to choose. Mm -hmm. And he said, I choose to be positive. I choose to have a positive outlook. I choose to try and find meaning in this terrible, 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 terrible tragedy. Um, And so that's what the book is about is that like in our search for meaning, it's that like we can make these choices to better ourselves, even in the worst, worst of situations doesn't make it better, but it's still our ability to choose. So I like that. I was like, all right, like I know there's going to be hard times, but I'm also going to now I have nothing even in comparison to what Viktor Frankl went through. You know, I've been, I've been so blessed. Thank you, God. And I hope I can keep reciprocating that to other people, but I can still choose to try to be happy, to choose my attitude, to try to be positive even when it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of trains my mind. It has helped train my mind to be a little bit more happy. Yeah. Again, it doesn't take away hard times, sad times, but it's helped train my mind to be like, okay, like we're getting back on the road towards being happy. Yeah. Again, very like admirable on your part. Not, I'm not, this is not like 
Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, even though I just said that whole ex- spiel. spiel on, uh, you know, my attitude towards trying to be happy, um, trying to train my mind and work at it, it's totally okay to be sad. It's totally okay to, to be depressed, to have depression, to have anxiety. Um, you know, my attitude towards my personal happiness and my personal positivity is like completely just for me. It's my own journey. And I know it really can only work for me because it's like how I'm working. Um, but it's totally okay out there, you know, and Tanya, like you said, like, it's okay that you can have moments of being sad or being melancholy, melancholy for sure. Yeah. And it's okay. Anyone else out there to be sad. Um, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying you can only choose being happy. Hey, and like, even if you choose a situation has to be being happy. No, like you can also choose to be sad or just be in your feelings. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just how it works for me. So Pete, you described kind of your journey with happiness, how it evolved for you and what it means to you. I sort of kind of described a little bit more like I'm on the melancholic side and choosing happiness can be a little tougher for me. But how do you think we bring that now together in our marriage? What have we done what can we keep doing to help foster happiness as one unit? Um, I think for us, we've just tried to stay open and honest about like our states of mind, mm-hmm. um, especially even during this pandemic. Like we've been really open um, about how we're feeling if we're sad, if we're happy. Um, again, like for me, it can be easy just to be like, hey, like, let's just, uh, you know, just try to look at the bright side of this 2020 pandemic, everything going on. But I had to really be open to you. And to like hear you and not just be giving you solutions to be like, hey, what you need to try, Tanya, is just like choosing happiness. You know, like that's not. You just got to do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's not how it works. It's not how it works. And I um, have really tried to do a good job of that. Have I done a good job of that? Yeah, you've done a great job. You definitely have. Yeah. And in our marriage, I mean, like I said, I'm a little bit more on the melancholic side. So I have to remind myself to communicate that to you, but also to feed off of you at times, off of your energy and like choose to be happy, you know, like preach, practice what you just preached. And you've been like a great partner for me to do that with because I definitely force myself to get out of my comfort zone. Something that I've learned, the term happiness within our marriage is what society says that should be making us happy right now in our life, i.e. like we're married, so we should have a house and we should have um, two cars and we should have 2.2 kids and we should be living in a cul-de-sac and all of these things that society, that I feel societal pressures of that can trick me into feeling sad, into feeling like, oh, I don't deserve the feeling of happiness right now because I'm not where society says I should be to be happy. We're just in a closet recording a podcast in our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you've just really taught me how to define happiness for myself and not allow somebody else to define it for me. I think in our marriage, it's been really nice to balance each other out. Um, not saying that I'm always sad and you're always happy, therefore we kind of counter each other, but 
our tendencies, how they air kind of towards opposite sides, you definitely show me how to just like brighten my day. And I I think the opposite goes vice versa. I kind of balance you out. Definitely. So we talked a little bit about happiness individually, happiness in our marriage, but what makes us happy? We haven't really touched on that. So Pete, what makes you happy? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, again, happiness or maybe some, it's more momentary. Uh, it's a little fleeting. It's fleeting, right. But it's a little more in the moments. That's right. how I try to think of it. Happiness is a little more in the moments. So what makes me happy? Um, hanging out with you, hanging out, spending quality time with close friends, cooking meals, spending um, a night over someone's house, having some drinks and food, cooking, um, you know, going out, seeing live music. That's always fun. That that makes me happy. Um, really nice weather. That oh, makes yeah. me happy. The, the sun. Yeah. When I walk outside and I feel the sun, that makes me really happy. Um, really fun sports games. Sports always make me happy. Just like love watching and playing sports. Mm. What about you, Tanya? Um, I'd say a lot of those are similar. Um, just getting together with some friends, having some dinner, going out with friends. Puzzles definitely <laughs> make me happy. Dancing makes me really happy. The sunshine, I have to agree with you, just like a walk out with you under the sunset. Oh my gosh, makes me so happy. So we've talked a little bit about what happiness is, how happiness is pretty momentary. It's an emotion um, that comes and goes. And we talked a little bit about joy and what that difference means to us. But really the definition of joy is just kind of having a deep peace, at least to us. And that's the difference between happiness and joy. The joy can't really be taken away if it's deeply rooted in you. The happiness is like you said earlier, Pete, it's it's an emotion. And as we know, emotions go up and down and they come and go. But the joy is kind of like a rooted rock, or a rooted, just a root. <laughs> <laughs> it's rooted in you, is what I meant. And it can't be shaken. And where is this peace coming from? Like, what is this peace for us, Tanya, do you think? Yeah, well, for us, it comes from God. It comes from our faith. And that we're saved that we're saved by Christ and that that is the deepest joy. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. A deep peace that leads to joy, knowing that like our lives have been saved by God and that like, that's who's running our lives. That's who's in charge of our lives. And that the creator of the universe is the one pulling the strings on this crazy puppet game of life. Which is really freeing and relieving to know that, happiness is only but an emotion but that's not what i personally am rooted in that i'm rooted in joy and that's a little that's a lot more solid you know absolutely tanya well said okay tanya i think that finishes up for now um our conversation with happiness and joy um it was really great to do this with you tanya i think it really it was uh, uh expressed some of the things in our marriage that make us happy, the things in our individual lives that bring us happiness um, and um, how we bring it into our marriage. I think we really want to know what you guys think about happiness. Um, What brings you happiness? What you think the difference between happiness and joy is? Do you agree with our deep peace leads to joy um, definition of 
definition of joy. Um, you know, this kind of deep peace and understanding that it's rooted inside of us. Um, do you, you know, what do you guys think about this? We really want to know. I would love to get some emails from you guys about this topic. Yeah, I would really like to, too, because happiness can be equated to joy in our society. And we want to know what you guys think about that. Do you agree that it's equated in society or do you agree that joy is kind of is is different from happiness? Right. Like, are these radical to hear what we're saying right now? Do you think it's radical? Do you agree? But we, we want to know. Um, and I think we could talk about this in another episode, Tanya. We could also discuss this um, more with each other about like how we look at happiness in our individual lives, in our marriage, how we look at the joy and where our joy comes from, and then how we deal with the kind of day-to-day minutia of our life. Right, right. So that's going to be it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Send us an email about happiness and joy. Um, And we really, really appreciate everything you guys do for us and list by listening and by sending us emails and comments. Yeah, and we love you guys and hope you have a joyful week. (laughs) And try to make it joyful for someone else. That's right. (laughs) That's a good little one, too. All right, y'all. Thanks, guys, for listening. See ya. Peace.